Hi guys, welcome to the first Imprint Church London podcast. My name is Janina and I am here with Wale. Um, so today the podcast, we're going to be looking at some of the things that we spoke about uh, during our Sunday service. Uh, so I'm going to hand over to Wale yeah. to talk us through what we spoke about. Yeah, thank you so much Janina. Um, yeah, so my name is Wale Kvaje and I lead Imprint Church London and we had our first service yesterday. I know, it was yeah, amazing. It was so much fun, honestly. <laughs> um, such a great turnout and yeah. it was just amazing um, meeting all those new people. Yeah, so essentially I spoke about something called No Margins and I started off with quite a comical story. So I don't know if you can relate, Janina. So basically, mm. so you know like how in school, um, like for me in particular, yeah. I always wanted an A because I grew up in a Nigerian oh, yeah. family. Of course. Where are you from actually? <laughs> I'm from Ghana, Ghana. So I feel like the same. Yeah, similar, you know. Even though Nigeria is better, but you I know. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, in some areas, but I know Jalof, we kind of control uh, that mm, whole area. Mm, so definitely lacking, but it's cool. Else. You know, um, in God's house, we're all one anyway. Yeah, we're all one. In Jesus' name, <laughs> amen. Yes. Yeah, so um, I grew up in a Nigerian household and literally. Yeah. My family was the type of family that if I came back home and I was like, oh my gosh, dad, I got an A and I got 89%, um, my dad would be like to me, but yeah, you got an A and 11% missing. Where's the rest? Where's the rest? <laughs> Literally. And he used to ask me that consistently. And for some reason, I would always get 89% on oh. so many subjects and... You know, I'm Mr. still asking 89. the Lord, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm Mr. 100. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, but one of these um, essay questions that I can't really remember, but I think it was either history or English. Yeah. Um, one thing, especially like, I, I hate essays, but I still had to do well in them. But one thing um, I hated about essays is that I couldn't really tell which part of my curriculum that I learned for the whole year mm -hmm. is relevant to that particular subject yeah. um, or that particular essay question. So one thing I used to do in particular is that I used to basically cram everything I learned from the year into this one essay. Wow. And yeah, it was a great strategy, except my teacher used to say that um, I'm only going to mark the first two pages and I'm not going to give you credit for anything else. And she said that to the whole class. And I was really frustrated and I was really <laughs> anxious because I was like, oh my gosh, um, it's going to ruin me. Um, it's going to ruin my chances of getting an A. So essentially, one of my friends, Sam, came up to me and was like, Wale, this is what you need to do. And I was like, oh, well, what can I do? Because when I would write up my essay, include everything that um, I learned, if it was relevant to the essay question or not, it would normally come to like three pages or maybe like pressing four pages. And that used to really annoy me. But my friend Sam said to me, there's something you can do in Microsoft Word where mm -hmm. essentially you can adjust the margins, you know, the clear space either side of the text. And you can make the margins smaller so you can fit more text into the margins. Okay, come through, Sam. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, Sam, you are an evil <laughs> genius. And basically, I can make a three-page essay actually look like two pages, mm -hmm. and my teacher would mark it. And even though some of it wasn't um, wasn't relevant, mm -hmm. especially with essay questions, they don't mark you down if something isn't relevant. They only mark you down if things were there. So things were relevant, but luckily she could find things that she could mark me on, and I got myself an A. Come through. Yes. 
Yeah, I got myself an A with those um, margins. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you got the tip and now you've kind of found a way out, kind of fitting everything into that margin issue. So what does that actually have to do with like what no margins actually means? So kind of speak us through what you actually kind of want us to kind of get from no margins. Yeah. What does it mean? Because yeah. in my head, I'm thinking no margins. Hmm, like, yeah. it's more of an art and design type of concept. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going with this? So yeah. kind of speak us through the whole concept of no margins. Yeah, definitely. So the reason why I share that comical story is because we all know from school that you're not meant to write in the margins. Yeah. And we kind of apply that to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So essentially what happens is that, you know, when um, a person says um, yes to Jesus, when they say, you know, I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, I'm going yeah. to commit the rest of my life to him. You're essentially saying that, Jesus, I give you every part of me. And essentially, it might even sound like this, that Jesus, I put to death my life, my agendas, the way I do things, mm. the way I see myself and others. And in exchange, I... Um, I want you to give me your resurrected life, your agendas, and the way you do things, and the way you see myself and others. And you're saying, God, I want all of that. I want to get your perspective and your narrative over every part of my life. So this is what the believer commits to God and say, I'll give you every part of my life. But in actual aspect, what happens in many cases, and even with my own life when I was really um, just like looking over things, is that we actually put things into the margin box where we say that, okay, God, everything here in the main area, I'm okay with you touching, but I'm going to adjust some things into the margin where, you know, where you don't write in the margins, Mm -hmm. where essentially things that are in the margin, God, you can't touch. So it might sound like this. So, and there's some people and even some close friends of mine, they're like, yeah, we believe that Jesus is a great moral teacher. He seems like a wicked guy from the olden days. (laughs) (laughs) Ancient ancient of days. (laughs) 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 But in actual fact, like, Jesus is very old fashioned. And who is he to talk to me about sex um, Mm. and sexuality? And who is he to tell me who I can sleep with or not? Yeah. Um, another area could be, and then afterwards, because you don't like that aspect of what Jesus um, says, you push the aspects of sex and relationships into margin box. And you say, okay, Jesus, I don't want your perspective. I don't want to hear you in this area. Another aspect might be finance. Um, just a simple one. Wow, God, is it true that Christians are meant to give 10%? Um, mm. back to you and doing it um, via the church where they give 10% to the church. You're like, yeah. okay, that is way too much money. <laughs> I'm going to push the aspect of um, finance into into the margin box. Yeah. Or even with even with like TV shows and with like media. Um, okay, God, I have to admit, yeah, okay, this show that I'm watching is making me more lustful. It's, it's producing more sexual thoughts. Yeah. Um, but and rather than me not abstaining from it, you know, it has an amazing storyline. And to be honest, everyone is watching it. So let me just push this into the margin box because, you know, <laughs> you know, every, ev- everyone else is doing it. Yeah. 
And then um, let me just use one more example. Okay, I can't really afford this outfit right now, but it's <laughs> hot <Wow>. girl summer. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I need to look good in Portugal. So oh. let me just buy that outfit. And so we, we push even, you know, the area of self-control and stewarding our money well and our mm. resources well into the margin box where we're like, okay, God, you can't convict me of that. Or even in terms of, you know, I have a great, I have a lot of um, great guy friends and <laughs> sometimes I banter them about this, but <laughs> one particular area is where we say, okay, I've been working on my body all year long and it's now time for my Instagram followers to see and to appreciate <laughs> what I have done. And, 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 we, and we post that on Instagram. And even though we might feel a conviction, we're like, we have this need to validate our pride and to validate yeah. our ego. And essentially what I was saying is that all these different aspects of our lives get pushed into the margin mm -hmm. where we say, God, I don't want your narrative. I don't want your perspective. Yeah. And when we actually look at lives, you know, we say the only thing that's perhaps in the main box that we're like, okay, God, you can speak to me about is Sunday. <laughs> I'll commit the two hours I come to yeah. Imprint Church or come to any other church yeah. um, to you and that's it. So you 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 mean that the main areas of our lives actually do not reflect God mm. because we haven't included Him into the equation? Yeah. Wow, I think that's a <laughs> big big area. I think for me personally, just thinking about some of the things that I even myself mm. would tend to put in the margins. Yeah, and I'm just trying to figure out like I know my reasons for putting certain things in the margins, mm. but. I mean, it'd be great to kind of get your like your idea of why perhaps people might put those things. And if for me, it perhaps comes from an idea that, you know what, this isn't good mm. in the sight of God. Yeah. So I'm going to just put that here and try and yeah. figure it out myself. Because yeah. even if I look at like relationship with like your own, like your earthly parents, mm. like you want to try and figure things out yourself before you go to them. So I think... I think wow. you adopt that same approach with God. Like, okay, yeah. I'm having this issue with like temptation mm, whatever it may be yeah. but let me try and figure it out by myself yeah. and then I'll get back to you and then we can just try and go yeah. from there yeah. so I think that's one way in like in terms of why people might put things in the margin yeah. but it'll be great to also hear like how one can eventually start surrendering those things that yeah. are in the margins yeah. and kind of making that transition to yeah. the open space yeah. before I answer that I'm just interested in in you actually <laughs> you know it's the podcast we're gonna be um raw authentic and um, but someone in your particular context like for yeah. example you are a young woman mm -hmm. and working in the city city yeah. of London um, what's some of the areas where you feel like, okay, if I'm being honest, I'll put this into the margin box or maybe someone in your position does often that you see? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I think temptation, if I'm just genuinely mm -hmm. being yeah. honest, yeah. is one of those things yeah. that I would put in the margin. Mm. I feel like we're slowly transitioning to the open space, but mm. I think at times, like, you're in the city, mm. everyone's looking, yeah. you know, grey, you know, <laughs> smarty, booted, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at times, like, you just put that yeah. in that bracket. Yeah. I think one thing that used to be in the margin mm. was definitely finance. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I first started working and you got that first, first paycheck, yeah. 
your tax comes out <laughs> and I come out, you're <laughs> thinking, wow. Finance. Wow. Who, who, are, who are these people that are stealing yeah. my money? Let yeah. me go and figure out like how I can get that back. And then you're now having to kind of dedicate that 10% yeah. to God as well. Yeah. I think initially it was something that I had to kind of wrap my head around. But then when I got into the process, it just, it's become like a part of, my ethic or my yeah. like culture of myself. So I think that process of giving as well has just become a part of what I do. So yeah. I've, like, I've seen that move out of the margins. Um, I think one thing that is in the margin as well is perhaps how I even look at myself. Mm-hmm. Probably not one of the examples that mm-hmm. we mentioned before, but mm-hmm. like how like your height, like how you think about yeah. yourself. So I think yeah. sometimes I think, oh, let me not think about giving that to God about yeah. how I look at myself in terms of like even physically or even yeah. like from a personality perspective yeah. as well. So I think that insecurity sometimes mm. like crops up and I just kind of put that on the side. Mm. Like God doesn't really mm. want to like focus yeah. on that. Yeah. You know, God loves you, yeah. but even in your thoughts, yeah. you're like, mm, yeah. let's not go there. <laughs> let's yeah. just be happy and everything. But sometimes it's kind of good to yeah. make that yeah move to the open area yeah yeah i think that's a good summary of yeah that's so good and yeah thank you so much for sharing and i think Mm. even for me like especially just a few um years ago Mm. um i really felt like the lord was just speaking to me especially in terms of instagram where um I I would love to post like I never did topless pictures. Hashtags I never went that far out there. Wow. Then you do it. Oh gosh. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> this one with the baby oil and like yeah, oh, your feet are sponsoring. <laughs> like, what is Oh my what goodness. Is going that on? is so funny. Um I never did topless switches, but you know, I always would try to find um the perfect shot or um try to find yeah. something that you know, I knew my followers would be like, whoo, what? Like, Are you serious? You know, wale, wow. wale, like you're, you're too much. And especially in university. Um, and mm. then what I realized is that, if I'm being honest, it was, it was fueling my pride. And there's mm. um, a scripture, um, I believe is, um, I think it's in Proverbs where the, the Bible basically says that the Lord um, downgrades the arrogant and mm. exalts the humble. Yeah. And I just felt like something as a believer, if I'm calling myself a Christian, I need to learn how to steward humility. Mm. So now I don't treat um, Instagram as a thing of, let me let me try and get um, validation um, yeah. for my looks or, or to fuel my pride. Now I mm-hmm. treat Instagram as Ebenezer's. Um, and have you heard of Ebenezer's before? I have not. So I essentially, um, so what would happen? So I think it literally dates back um, all the way when the when the Israelites um, crossed cross the sea, where Moses mm. literally, what? where the Lord um, helped Moses to part the sea, the sea yeah. and and the Israelites um, walked through the sea, um, but they were asked to pick up a stone. And the reason why they're asked to pick up a stone is because in years to come, when their children grows up or future generations asks them, what is this stone? They can essentially say that this is what the Lord did for us. So like rocks that signify testimonies. Mm. And even though it might seem a bit cliche, you know, (laughs) I want my Instagram to symbolize different testimonies of when God has been faithful in my life. 
So I literally, um, so recently I made a post of how I've moved from Leicester, mm-hmm. um, being in Leicester for six years and leading Imprint Church Leicester for the last two years yeah. and how I've transitioned to London and I made like um, this big post. And if anything, it was more for me because I want to look back in a few years and I was like, wow, God, yeah. you know, I didn't have faith that I could lead a church um, <laughs> like two <laughs> years ago, but now you're calling me to move into London yeah. um, to lead the second church. Like, how faithful are you, God? Yeah. Um, so that's just one way that I particularly, um, I was like, God, I'm going to I'm gonna push, I'm going to literally um, push this thing on the margin into the main area of where you can speak, mm. speak to me about it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like we need to kind of think about what can we be doing mm-hmm. to kind of get out those things that are currently in the margin? What do we do to move those things yeah yeah definitely so um what i would what i would say is is firstly is is as christians what we need to do is um if i was to give an analogy Mm -hmm. we need to literally say okay god um we want to erase our margin lines Mm. which were essentially saying that we want the we don't want anything between you and I. Yeah. Like we don't want um any part of our life that basically says that you can't come into it and speak your heart and speak your direction over it. Mm-hmm. And I think that what and I think that's what it truly looks like. Where um in the area of our finance we say, Okay, God, what is your heart over my finances? Yeah. Or in the area of my relationships, um what is what's the what's your heart and what is literally your definition over um, sex and relationships yeah. and stuff like that. And literally, and it's not something that comes instantaneously, it's something that will probably take, it, it does take a lifetime. Mems from um, the particular example in Mark 10, <coughs> sorry, in Mark 10, yeah. where a young rich guy came to Jesus and said, um, Jesus, what should I do? Um, in order for me to receive eternal life. Mm -hmm. And essentially what he said to Jesus, that Jesus, you know, I have kept your commandments, to the commandments, um, you know, the Ten Commandments. Um, I have um, honored my father and mother. I have not committed adultery, Mm -hmm. have not shared any false testimonies and stuff. And what I found so interesting that this is a guy who's essentially been perfect in his life, but he still had that inner thing that, I'm actually not connected with Jesus, mm-hmm. that um, I don't know him. And if I'm being honest, I feel like I haven't received eternal life. I don't know Jesus personally. Um, and I feel like a lot of people who even call themselves Christians, yeah. perhaps they may seem like the perfect Christian. Um, or even if you might not be a Christian, you, you might just think you're a good person. Yeah. But if you're honest with yourself, you're like, okay, there's something missing. Mm-hmm. It's not about my actions. There's actually something missing. Uh, what Jesus responded to this particular guy, he says, okay, but there's one thing that you do like, there's one thing that you haven't done. And Jesus said to him, go and sell all your money and then come back and follow me, <laughs> which wow. is crazy, especially if you're rich. And the Bible says that he walked away bec- um, very sad because he had so much wealth. And essentially what Jesus was saying, Jesus was not saying that he's against wealth, but Jesus is saying that the true cost of following me Mm. is everything. Yeah. And that's what it is. We have to give him everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So it's basically you surrender, like the moment that you give your life to Christ yeah. or you're willing to, you have to kind of just let everything go. So whether you yeah. think like it's good things or bad things, it's all about kind of putting God yeah. at yeah. like the center of it and giving him yeah. the ability to take control over yeah. everything. Yeah. And I think that's particularly hard when, especially for someone who might be like quite controlling and wants mm. to kind of manage everything yeah, that yeah. goes on in their life. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a verse in Luke 9, mm. um, verse 24, and it says, if you try to hang on onto your life, you will lose it. But if mm. you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Mm. So I think for me, that verse is just saying like, if you care so much about like mm. the earthly things or the aspect of it and don't surrender everything to God, like mm. you're not actually living the life that God yeah. has actually destined for yeah, you. So definitely, yeah. it's about kind of putting everything in that open area yeah. and not being shy or scared to kind yeah. of go to God for everything yeah. that you're going through as well. So yeah, definitely. And um, there's actually a song from Hillsong, I think it's called Touch the Sky, mm-hmm. where there's one particular line that I love, Are and it says, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. But the line essentially <laughs> says, um, I, uh, how, what, what does it say again? It says, I found my life when my knees hit the ground. Mm. So I'll say that one more time. I found my life when my knees hit the ground. And oh. it's just that picture of surrender. Yeah. That when I actually humbled myself, when I humbled my agendas, is when I actually found true fruition, when I actually found true satisfaction in my life. And there's a preacher um, that said something like, um, he says, it really takes true humility um, to put to death your own pre, um, to put to death your own misconceptions, yeah. and to actually follow what Jesus says. Mm. And I think, um, in terms of the believer, or even those who perhaps just want to know Jesus, there is that thing of, okay, this is how I've done my life before. These are my own self philosophies that yeah. I've lived by, and it's carried me thus far. But in order for me to actually be a true believer and a true follower of Jesus Christ, I have to humble those um, misconceptions. Even like you said, they might be good. Some mm. <laughs> might be very bad. Yeah. And it should say, okay, Jesus, what do you say in this area? Wow. Yeah. So I guess I think what I've taken from like the discussion today is literally just to give everything yeah. to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like there's no limit. There's no limit. There's no limit. There's no margins. Mm, it's just mm. kind of being free to yeah. talk to God about anything. Yeah. So he so fills up every area, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Filling it up. So it's about kind of clearing that margin. But what are your kind of any last thoughts that you want to part with the people? Yeah. So um, there might be some people here that might be thinking, um, why do we give Jesus everything? Like what mm. what makes him worthy? Yeah. Um, of our everything. Um, and I think it's this, that first of all, that Jesus Christ actually did die for you. Um, so you wouldn't need to bear the weight of your own sin. Yeah. And if I was to even go into further the implications for that, essentially is by Jesus dying on the cross, he took our shame, our sin, our brokenness, mm-hmm. and our failed attempts of forming an identity. And he put them to death. And if we believe in him, he gives us new life that enables us to reign and thrive in these areas. You know, areas where we were once slaves. So I really believe that's why he's worthy of everything. Wow. 
Wow, that is amazing. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast today. Bless um, you guys. So if you are free, come over to Imprint Church mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yep. Um, where you can hear the word and join a community. So we look forward to seeing you soon. God bless, guys. God bless. Bye. Bye.